0: Okay guys, welcome to the latest edition of Sport Plus Life. Very pleased to say it's a boxing focus, a big boxing fan. Talks about it a lot and, and what perhaps we can learn from boxers. We've got Tony Banj, uh, guest, joining us now. Tony, you said your surname correctly there, did I? That's right,
1: that's right. Yeah, I was you, could,
0: yeah, yeah. well, thank you. It could have been Banger almost, couldn't it, which would be a good <laughs> boxing uh, good boxing name if you if you accentuated the E at the end.
1: That would be a catchy one, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but how are you doing? Because you, you stepped away from the ring. You've told me before we started recording you haven't actually stepped away from training for the past year. We've had a year away from the ring. Is everything well and everything good now in the, in the personal life?
1: Yeah, yeah, everything's going well, going smooth. I've been back in the gym. Gym now since January, but I kept myself active while I wasn't fighting. Um, had to step away because um, someone in the family wasn't very well, so I had to be there to support them. But now full full back on it, concentrations on it, and looking forward. To getting back in the ring
0: yeah I suppose that's the thing about boxing because you can physically train but it's such a mental sport as well isn't it that perhaps you do have to take time away when there's something in your, in your life that, that takes that attention and, yeah, and energy if your
1: full concentration isn't in the sport you, do, you could end up getting hurt it's something you need to put like 100% dedication into if you're going to do it and I'm just happy to get the chance to do it again and is that
0: is, is that break kind of renewed your your appetite and your, your ambition as well
1: it's definitely made me hungrier, <laughs> like, yeah. cause I want I want it more now than I than I wanted it before. Having that break to refresh me, it's made me reevaluate things, and yeah, really want to go for it now.
0: And I know that you you're currently based in Berkshire. Is that where you grew up? Is that where you where you got into boxing originally?
1: I I grew up in Heathrow Hayes actually. Okay, yeah. And we moved out. When West West about, London, yeah. That's right, yeah, West London. Uh, moved out when I was about um, fourteen. Yeah. I Even mean, I've been in uh, a now.
0: Yeah, So, and, and where did the boxing journey begin? Was it before you moved It was out?
1: actually yeah. in Hayes. Yeah, we started in Hayes, uh, Hayes Boxing Club. Then we went out to Oxbridge Boxing Club. Yeah. And um, just around the area, just back and forth. And what, the...
0: How did you get into boxing? Was it watching it on TV and thinking that there's something you'd like to do? Or how was the, the journey? Or, or family members recommend it?
1: So I've actually come from a boxing family. father used to box, so it sort of runs in the family. Yeah. And I'm um, carrying on the tradition, really.
0: And see, so you're a you're a Sikh boxer as well. That that what is the the, the religion and the match there? Is there any because people think of Sikh as being really pacifist as a, a religion? Is there <laughs> is there any kind of rub with with boxing, or is it is it a natural kind of outlet for you?
1: Um, it's it's the honour. I'm very privileged to represent the community. Something I'm really proud of and. Um, we haven't got a lot of Sikh boxers that are recognised or ever had a Sikh yeah. boxing or world sports champion. sports stars. Yeah. Yep. So to try and inspire the younger generation and represent the the um, community is is so an honour and really privileged and something I really want to do
0: yeah it's interesting that isn't it because i think of, of minorities in britain i think of islamic muslim boxers you got amir khan fighting september 8th he makes his comeback actually the same same night as you which is which is interesting of course muhammad ali as well yeah, was a, yeah. a a convert to islam so it seems more synonymous with that but perhaps it do you think it gives it, the sikh community standing i guess to see you doing well
1: yeah i get a lot of support from them um to inspire them it's great like to get the younger i get a lot of the younger generation saying "Oh." But we want to try boxing, we want to do it, and you know we're there to help the younger generation. Um, as as far as being a seat boxer goes, it's like we haven't got a lot of them, and to have more of them would be great.
0: Yeah. What do you? What did you find when you were a kid? That, and you took up boxing. What did it give your life? What did it? What did it add to it?
1: Uh, gave me a lot of discipline. Um, fitness. I've got me off the PlayStation definitely. <laughs> Sit at home. <laughs> um, As a kid, boxing.
0: Did it give you goals and stuff to achieve? Sense of achievement that you made? It
1: it gave me desires to actually want to be something. Because every time I went in the gym, I thought I could could do really well in this if I put my mind 100% to it. And I did. I stuck to it. And uh, hopefully, the goals at the end are waiting for me.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because there's debate. In, around boxing some people don't like it they say oh it's, it's dangerous for health but we we saw Dillian White recently say that you know but without boxing I would be in i would be dead or i would be in prison and he's quite stark about that and says it saved him do you feel I'm not saying that's necessarily the case with you that boxing does do a lot in communities around the country in terms of just channeling and, and directing kids?
1: It, it does do a lot for the community I mean that's one of the reasons the boxing gym is there to get the kids off the road it's an activity and a sport and when the kids get good at it they turn professional or win amateur contests um, but yeah it's 100% it's there to provide somewhere for the younger generation to go to get off the streets.
0: I suppose the direction that gives you can lead to anything in life and give you ambitions but for you you obviously found the fact that you I don't know had a, had a talent for boxing when did you realise that, that you were um, quite good at it?
1: <laughs> I'll be honest with you from the first time I walked in the gym <laughs> I was quite talented. Really? Um, obviously my father boxed so I picked a lot up off him but I was sort of naturally talented at it. And that um that's helped me through a lot of my fights, just being naturally tar- talented.
0: And what was your old man's take on it then as a, as a former boxer? Did he want you to get into it? Because sometimes you hear boxing fathers, and I work Johnny Nelson at Sky Sports. <laughs> he's not necessarily keen, he's got daughters, but for them to to box, what, what's your, uh, your, your, what was his his reaction to the fact that you wanted to, to box?
1: Well, he wanted to see how I got in the gym first. So he took me to the gym and I, I shun in the gym. The trainers told him, so you need to keep this kid in the sport. He's, he's going to do really well. And then my dad was so supportive of it. He said, "Do you know? I really think you need to pursue this because I think you're going to do really well in this sport."
0: Yeah, and and what's that like for you? That that expectancy that, that maybe, the 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 kind of comparison with your father because we've seen it a lot in I suppose Chris Eubank Junior. We've got a Connor Ben and a Nigel Ben in the in the limelight at the moment as well. It's a it's a common theme, isn't it? How does yeah. that work for you psychologically? Is it a benefit to have your old man there, or is it sometimes a a bit of pressure as well?
1: Well, um, as far far as Compete. We always try to compete with our fathers and surpass them because that's what that's what they expect from us. But I'm setting my own goals and where I end up in the sport and what I achieve. That's where I him to go. Yeah. So I'm not really looking at what my father did. I'm looking at what I can do. And
0: do you work on bits with him at all? Or did you work on bits with in the living room after you get back from training and things yeah, like that?
1: Yeah. We, well, he was actually my first trainer. So oh, okay. yeah, we worked on a lot of stuff together, and um, I adapted to his style more than the style that I was taught in the gym but it worked for me better.
0: And you had this, this hookup, didn't you, early in your professional ranks with Prince Nassim Hamed. What was what was that like? Because he was a global superstar, wasn't he, when, when we were growing up?
1: Yeah, Nassim is a great mentor. I mean, I meant, being a mentor for me to have someone that had done the boxing at the highest of levels and then teaching me the ropes and showing me how to go through and how to handle situations, It's uh, it, I was really privileged. I'm really thankful for that.
0: What style have you got in terms of boxing? Is it you're quite an intelligent boxer? I know you had four victories to date on the professional card. You like to work things out in the ring and, and kind of uh, skillful.
1: Um, I'd handle the situation how it comes. If I feel that I could take the guy down quickly and easily, then I will. If I feel that I need to box, and need to be smart about this, he could catch me with a shot that I wouldn't see coming. Any way I have to handle the situation, I'll handle it.
0: So interesting, I've always thought that boxing is, is a good metaphor for life in the simplest terms because you have yeah, to have you courage You
1: have to be able to adapt yeah. You adapt to everything is that what, yeah, You see that
0: kind of connect to the fact that you kind of have to work, work yeah, things out of the, the ring because you have a plan and perhaps yeah. you have to change To be
1: honest, you could see a fighter, he might hit you and surprise you and you might not think, wow, he really hits hard You might see a fighter and you just can't get close enough to hit him Yeah. Uh, but it's deceiving, so when you're in there, that's when you have to suss him out
0: it's interesting that, and one of the metaphors, the way it links for me, is that courage factor, because you, you have to have courage to get into the ring and to stand there, and in life you have to perhaps go, and you have to fail sometimes yeah. as well. Do you have to be prepared to, to in the gym, especially in training, to, to push yourself to, to all limits and perhaps come yeah. unstuck?
1: Yeah, I mean, we always say that nothing comes without sacrifice. Now, if a losing in front of someone is the sacrifice you've got to make to try and achieve your dream, then that's a sacrifice you have to make. How bad do you want it? Are you willing to go through anything for it? Yeah. Because we have to live with that. If you lose, then a fighter's got to live with that. It's his pride on the line. When you win, you get the glory. People don't think what's going through the fighter's mind that he might lose. And he's got, it's going to be on his mind. It's going to affect his performance for the next fight it's fascinating actually
0: because I put something on Twitter recently and it got a lot of people from boxing kind of commenting on it and they were saying that yeah actually a lot of the fighters that are most revered are the fighters who have lost and come back earned redemption like people like Lennox Lewis and uh, people like Sugar Ray Leonard yeah
1: it's how you handle a loss that defines your character so a true fighter will come back and they'll come back stronger and hungry and they'll want to avenge that loss
0: and that that protection of the O kind of sometimes means that people avoid some of the best contests don't they at
1: the early stages yeah they do they do try to avoid everyone unless it's worth the fight as well because at the end of the day the fight has to he has to make something out of it you can't expect him to do it for nothing and um for him to sacrifice a lot of these people start really young yeah so to think to sacrifice his whole childhood all his whole career and all the time and effort that he's put in it for you know and he hasn't even made anything out of it it's not really fair on the fighter
0: not fair what about the the landscape of boxing generally and and, and your four fights into your professional career you've obviously experienced at, at amateur level as well but people say life's not fair boxing doesn't always seem fair does it the most skillful guys don't always rise to the top there's almost this factor of of ha- having to have a story and a profile as well how much are you uh, aware of that because Nassim <laughs> Hamad's probably a case in point wonderful boxer but also known for his theatrics namely coming into the ring the way he used to enter the ring
1: yeah um, oh man uh but do you think
0: that's important to, 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 to have a popularity and a profile? People sort of talk about Tony Bellew having a long career, but it's only recently with the, the yeah, kind of publicity just, around Tony, uh, mean, David the, Hay, Hay the, fight.
1: The, the story is, is what sells the fighter. People are interested in the story just as much as how well they fight. Yeah. So if you've got a, a, a story behind you that can inspire people, they're going to be more interested in you because they're going to be interested in your story as well. Yeah. So a great story to, to a great fighter. But this is, this is his journey. And every is going to have a journey. And it's the journey that people admire and get inspired by.
0: has to be sort of truthful, doesn't it? Because sometimes people get bored of, I guess, fake beef, don't they? You know, when boxers yeah, yeah. pretend they've got a, a big rivalry and then it disappears. The
1: time, a lot of the time, they have to hype it up to sell the fight. Because it is a business. Yeah. But as, as far as the, the fighters... Doing that, I don't ever think there's any disrespect between. Them. They've always got respect at the end of the day because we've all been through the same stuff. Yeah. And it is a sport. It's not a hooligan it's fighting.
0: But you, but you're aware, I suppose, of selling tickets and things like that, aren't you, and getting the yeah, the marketing. It's, a, it's a marketing market job. A yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes people generally don't like each other because they <laughs> might have sparred in the past, got the better of someone, might have made a comment about a fight. So there probably is a bit of a twitch there but um there's never i don't think anybody as a sportsman would really disrespect another sportsman
0: no no i think it's yeah i think there's a lot of respect always at the end of the fight at as well the there's a, the there's fight. a big
1: the, the respect's always there
0: it's a big uh, kind of uh, r- wrapping around of, of arms and things like that. Mark, we talked about before a guy called Mark Tully who I, who I know is a, a journalist and a writer and he wrote a book called Journeyman and it talks about that, that sensitive area at the start of a career where you've got wonderful talent but perhaps don't get the tickets or the, or the marketing right that, that you go to a stage of, yeah. uh, Ke- no disrespect to your opponent but Kevin McCauley I think's lost 171 fights or something potentially, that's still the guy on, on September the 8th at, at York Hall. How, how aware are you of that at the next stage of your career, making sure that you keep the momentum behind you to to yeah. keep on the A side of the card, I suppose. Well,
1: this, this is the thing. A lot, a lot of the time, there's a lot of pressure to be exciting because exciting draw the attention of the crowd, get the fans involved. You've got to be an exciting fighter where some fighters are skillful, mm. but they're not exciting. And I mean, he's, he's lost a lot of fights, but he's had a lot of fights. So he's got a lot of experience. Yeah. So I'm not really fighting a guy that's probably talented, but I'm fighting a guy that's dangerous because he's got a lot of experience. Yes. could cause an upset just because of his knowledge
0: yeah certainly so um how do you see the the career going from here because you're back in ring you've had that year out is it is it you want to fight regularly what's your kind of your your ideal agenda
1: well i signed with steve goodwin and he's really good uh, manager um he's recommended by a really good friend and um let's see how he handles everything gets me going but he has said that he wants to keep me really active in the next year yeah so i should be getting a lot of fights in
0: yeah, what's your what's your sort of ideal scale? Cause you're at welterweight, aren't you? Do you want to go to, to British level within a, a couple of years potentially, or, or um, regional area regional level first?
1: By the end of next year, we we'll want to be looking at fighting for my first title. Yeah. So um, hopefully it'd be a southern area that will qualify me up to a British, um, from a British go to a Commonwealth or interim, and then work towards world titles. So I've, pro- I've probably got a like a four year scale scaled out plan. Yeah. But yeah, let's just. You never go,
0: know. Yeah, take it as it comes as well. Yeah, so, we
1: take it as it, we never know what's gonna intervene, so we just take it as it comes.
0: Talk to me about weight and boxing, because what's interesting to me is that most professional sports you think nutrition's a key part of it they peak and they get everything right and they eat as much as they need and keep their energy high whereas boxing you get these things where guys think well oh, actually if I can just get down to a weight I might be more yeah. I might be stronger at that weight but then you have amazing things that in the week of a contest yeah. they're boiling down and potentially draining their, their energy which seems counterintuitive yeah. what's your take on the whole weight issue and how you decided you know I want to fight a, a welterweight
1: well the, the way we do the weight is you you've got to remember we're fighting against height as well yeah so, obviously, if a fighter's a lot taller than you and you're quite short, you can't be fighting at the same weight. Because although you're probably more talented and skilled, his natural advantage, Gen- yeah. genetic advantage, is just going to overbeat you. Yeah. Um, As far as boiling down with the weight, some of them go to drastic levels. I like, am um, Mikey Garcia was boiling down and he was sick after the weighing. Yeah. Like but um, and you it's people big, like
0: Canelo Alvarez a what stone and a half heavier than the the, yeah, <laughs> the limit yeah, once they um, get into the ring after the day after the weight. Well,
1: when when I get in the ring, I'm about just under a stone heavier than what are I weigh in and that that's within four or five hours.
0: But you don't find it difficult to to make the way you say To make
1: to make well weight, I make, I do struggle sometimes, but so if the weather's good and. So 147 pounds says 10, 10 stone seven, is it? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. A, that's my championship weight I fight at. Otherwise, I fight at 10-10 I 10. Okay. Don't need to be t- at the championship weight for every fight. Um, ideally, I would like to get to the ten stone mark. I feel like would I'd, you? I'd be I'd be re- really good at that weight, but it's getting there would be really hard.
0: Yeah, so I, how, do you have to sort of assess your energy at that level as well? Because it's in, we talked about we mentioned or I mentioned quickly Tony Bellew there, and he had this long story career at light heavyweight where he's plugging away, so to, yeah. you know pretty much twelve and a half stone, and then now he ends up having his greatest success at what 16 stone at heavyweight against David Hayes so it's amazing the guy's like literally got someone else you know like a, a small person on his back or something like that compared a lot, a to what he was these
1: fight- a lot of these fighters the way they do it is they get their their status up through fighting through the lighter weights because they have boiled down yeah because that's how the competition sometimes the champion isn't the hardest competition it's the people at the bottom that are hungry are the hardest competition because yeah. they want it more they so natural. Yeah, though, yeah, once you're up to that level, then you can fight all the champions and get the good paydays and get the exposure because you're all sort of at that level now. Yeah. You've got that publicity behind you. But when you go to the boys that just start, they're hungry. Yeah. That, you know, they're willing to die for it because they haven't got that. It's, it's interesting
0: he was welterweight because obviously Amir Khan will be fighting around that we're not quite sure I guess where he'll ultimately settle It seems to be quite fluid but we had Floyd Mayweather obviously he's retired now it was the buzz division where do you see the, the buzz division both in, in Britain in terms of the world because it seems to be that there's always focus on, on uh, one or two honestly, weight divisions I would
1: say that the most talented fighters at the minute are in the welterweight yeah. division you've got Keith Furman you've got Errol Spence you've got Sean Porter got Danny Garcia's moved up to welterweight. You've got Terence Crawford may move up yeah. to welterweight. you got Mikey Garcia wants to move up to welterweight. They all want to be in that sort of weight group. So it, it's the hardest division at the minute. But one, the most exciting di- division is for the world is probably heavyweights because everybody loves heavyweight boxing. yeah. yeah. But for a, bo- for a boxer, I would think that what with weight division is probably the most exciting division. Yeah, and it
0: waits to be seen with the Vassal Lomachenko can go that way up because he's a small is, guy. Yeah. But, but what do you make of I mean, that guy's skill set?
1: Lomachenko, I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant.
0: Is that is that sort of a goal you can achieve? Is because you look, not maybe not I'm saying you could achieve that soon, but you look at that because that's a skill goal, isn't it? That he's achieved a a really high level of skill. Obviously, had the Olympic gold at, at London 2012, but just seems to be able to do things that, that perhaps we haven't seen before in boxing.
1: Yeah, he's got a, he's got his style is very unique. Like, he's very good in his footwork, but there's so much different yeah, styles Yeah, he's like, like watching the Matrix. Yeah, There's so much different styles that. You, if you watch someone like Tyson, he had a completely different style to any other fighter. Naz's style was complete. He's a bomber graham. Oh, yeah. like, it just loads of different well, styles. We wouldn't but hang some, your chin some, out like Naz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> some, some of the styles um, are more eye-catching. Some, some look scrappier but effective.
0: Yeah. What's your style? How would you describe your style or is it fluid?
1: Um, I'm probably a similar style to Canelo okay yeah i'm a pressure fighter i come forward i like to chop away at the body yeah. weaken it down and start attacking the head um in four rounds it just sort of it's hard to take them down chop yeah them away to, you need long rounds to chop them down
0: so you think you'll get better as you go up because obviously you're only fighting oh, four round contests definitely. at the moment but when it becomes 10 as 12 rounds,
1: rounds as the rounds have been going longer our performances have been getting better
0: yeah and what's a, what's this what's your weakness what you'd like to to work on technically and tactically is it when you've got that sort of style is it, is it lateral movement that causes you problems maybe sometimes or, or guys that, that kind of box and move
1: um, I think probably the thing I need to work on the most is controlling the pace of the round mm. whereas I give too much in a round and then the next round I can't give as much because I've put so much energy into that round whereas you should be giving a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more rather than giving a lot and then giving less Yeah, you want to be snatching the rounds
0: how much important you talk about the energy that you focus on, on training and, and kind of the opponent and perhaps you leave you know to, uh, to Mr. Good when you leave the, the planning of your career to him? There's a lot of trust, I guess, you have to put in your, in your management, isn't there? Because you, you need to focus on, the, on what's in front of you.
1: Yeah, well, as a manager, he, he should be watching my performances and he should be matching up the fights where he thinks, OK, this is a good test for Tony to prepare him for a title. Yeah. But I'm confident he, he does that with all his fighters and he does match him up really well. Yeah. I mean, it's never a fight where you look stupid beating up someone who can't fight. It's always a good fight where you're learning and the guy's giving you a good fight back.
0: It's interesting because I wanted to get into journalism. My brother's actually, he's, my baby brother's trying to make it. as a musician. He's in his mid-twenties. You need support of family members around you, don't you? When you've got a dream because to get to the, the top you have to go through the, the lower levels and there's not always great money in it and stuff have you got a supportive family committed committed behind yeah, you yeah
1: I've got a very supportive family my mum supports me fully my dad supports me fully my brother really helps out a lot so yeah I've got I've got a good bunch, a bunch of people <laughs> around me I've got a lot of friends that are supportive and help
0: do you ever think about plan B's other jobs or do you always is it important to keep focused on the boxing what's your take well, on, at, on that at
1: the minute my full focus is on the boxing I've got other stuff that I want to do after I'm done with yeah. the boxing but it's hundred percent. My mind's on the boxing right now.
0: And with this nutrition and everything, you know, I think you are you twenty eight now, twenty seven, twenty seven now. Um, it, people seem to always view athletes as having a career up to thirty, but now it seems like that's changed. As the ceiling's a lot, lot higher. We mentioned Mayweather going to forty and having his biggest payday at that age. Do you think that if you look after yourself, there is a a long career? I know Joshua's talked about having a career up until the age of thirty eight as well, hasn't he?
1: Yeah. Um, if well your body is your tool if you can keep your tool well maintained and strong then yeah you can make it last a long time but with with me I want to see how it goes if I feel like enough's enough I don't want to take punishment no more then I I will stop boxing but at the minute I'm young I'm fresh I'm full of energy I want to be fighting for a while now
0: a lot of us find that tough as a kid. I remember I you know played a bit semi pro football, but you get tempted to go out with friends and things like that when you're a young man. Do you do you find that that's a temptation for you, or are you you're kind of beyond that now? Where you just say no, I'm staying in tonight. And I'll uh, you know um, uh, gonna get an early night. Yeah.
1: When I'm fighting, I'm I'm I live like a monk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's nothing else on my mind other than the competition. But obviously we gotta enjoy ourselves here and there. I mean we don't go crazy, but we do have to have a social life as well.
0: What's the pressure as you've got into the boxing in pro? Because it, you, you have a kind of camp building up to it, don't you? Yeah. And I suppose then suddenly it comes down to, for, for most of us, go to, to work every day. But you go to work, You know, as you say, you want to be pretty active. But some of the big boxers don't box till every six months or so. So you've got a long time to think about it. When that moment comes, what's the, the sort of routine you go through? Do you visualise things? Do you, do you meditate ahead of it to, to stay calm? What's your, what's your approach?
1: Um... Uh, just
0: when that bell goes you know that kind of thing because it's the adrenaline cause of, the, Darren Barker was well, telling me that yeah. it's the, the adrenaline that's the well, things you can train and then suddenly <laughs> that you know if you get an adrenaline reaction you're suddenly exhausted when you when you get into the ring
1: yeah but you, it, you need to keep yourself very calm a calm fighter uh, it's it's funny it's like a, you, the calm you are the better your box yeah a lot of people think that rage and aggression is going to help you through it but it's going to tire you yeah because you're you're mentally burning energy that you don't need to be burning um, it's a game of reactions. The Calm, you are the faster you react.
0: And do you do you visualise the opponent and what they might do in your head before you before you box? Is that part of the oh, preparation?
1: Yeah, we'll watch the opponent. We'll see what he what he sort of does with the other fighters. Where his flaws are, what the other fighters catch him with. Yeah. So if he's getting caught with left hook to the body, then we know we need to catch him with a left hook to the body. So um, but he he'll, he'll know that we would want to do that. So yeah. you would have to do it deceivingly.
0: Well, that's it was interesting because you mentioned at the start about having to adjust in the ring and that's what fascinated me about Floyd Mayweather that sometimes he'd have a slow start to a fight and he'd just yeah. almost be reading the other guy because a lot of people talk about get plans before they come into the ring but that seems almost complicated when you're in there to have all these things in your head that he almost seems to, to learn on the job. Is that yeah. what you're open to as well? It's just kind of assessing the other guy when you first get in there.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's like a, a fight. I may feel that the start of the fight he's got a lot of energy now, we need to neutralise that energy. So we want to hit him with jabs, mm. calm him down, not let him use that. He's going to get frustrated. The frustration is going to burn more energy. So he's getting double as tired that he thought he was going to get before, before he's even landed a shot because we're just keeping him on the end of a jab. Now, when he starts tiring, we'll take advantage of that and start chopping away. Yeah, And he he's going to be confused to think, hey... I ain't really hit the guy and I'm getting tired <laughs> Yes, yeah, so and you, he's beating me
0: so you sometimes take yeah you take a kind of yeah, me- watching brief yeah, yeah.
1: mental pressure is what tires the fighter the most really Yeah.
0: so what's, what would you say mental pressure What making them think is if it you
1: can aggravate the fighter where he can't hit you where you keep tying him up he keeps getting caught with shots that he didn't expect he's going to get caught with and they don't even have to be hard they can be light shots it's just irritating him irritating him it's messed up his whole yeah. form his shape his game plan he doesn't know what to do now that's
0: fascinating actually is that because that's mindset it talks about in life generally isn't it is that, is that the key in boxing is it, it, confidence yeah. and, and feeling like if, good if in your mind first
1: keep, if he was to keep calm he would be able to suss out what I was doing rather than getting angry and burning out the energy yeah you're
0: fighting it, you're coming back at York Hall, okay. iconic venue in the east of London, real spit and sawdust. You've got <laughs> yeah. sweat, beer, probably, but sometimes blood flying around down there. It's a, it's a real kind of old school environment. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you've obviously got like people from London, like ethnic minorities like yourself, kind of coming through there. It's a real contrast to the older, the new, and, and modern Britain, I guess, in East London. What, how, is, how proud is it to, to fight at a venue like that?
1: I've, I've boxed there a lot of times now. I think I've boxed there seven times. Yeah. So, so it does feel comfortable to box it's a more special window. atmosphere, isn't it? If no one, yeah, if no one hasn't yeah. been there to, to yeah, If you haven't been there, definitely you need to see a boxing (laughs) match at your core. This is the starting point for most fighters. Most world champions have come out of your core. Yeah. So every boxer from Britain at some point would have fought at your core. So to box there is great.
0: And you get a real sense, don't you? Like within a few years, it's amazing. You get people from. Going from that environment to, I know Conor Ben fought there recently, potentially being at Wembley and undercard in front of ninety thousand yeah. next year. There'll be that kind of crowd for boxing. So, but it, it gets in touch with the roots, isn't it? It's like the working class roots of boxing. You people around there, and you realise, kind of where people are coming from and how it is an avenue out for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, um, York is always going to be known as the Mecca of boxing, and uh, I mean they host the ABA's. They just so much there. It's just it's just a great boxing environment, York. And when you move on from your core, you go to the other venues, you never got the same feeling as when <laughs> you, first, when there, you were it? first in your core, because it feels like now nah, I'm at a show, yeah. whereas your core feels like I'm at a fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like a fight. It's like a cauldron, isn't it? Like old, old school kind of emotion, something like kind of gladiatorial sort yeah. of uh, feel to it. What would you make of that though, on the stadium front? The fact that Joshua's got these two Wembley dates, we've had the Carl Froch fight at Wembley, of course, in recent years as well, feels like boxing's a drawing... Big, bigger crowds than it has done for a while. What do you assess the way the sport is in the, in the general popul- popularity?
1: Um, well, uh, AJ is he's a great personality for boxing. Yeah. He's a, he's a great ambassador for the sport. And uh, a lot of people will, will follow AJ because of his, his general personality. He just carries himself very well. And he's, he's doing something really great for British boxing. It, he's pulling so much attention back to Britain. He's not trash talking either, is he? Which is interesting. Uh, Not, I maybe a little bit. a little, a little bit when In defence rather than offence, yeah. I don't think that's, his look. Offense, don't yeah. think that's his look. Um, he's, he's a classy guy, he comes across as a classy guy. Um, some people don't like that, some, but you can see a lot of people do like that and they're yeah. support him. But he's bringing the attention to Britain and it's great for us British boxers coming up.
0: Do you think it is growing popularity though since you were younger? Do you feel like there's a, there's a buzz that people are more aware of boxing as a as sport?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I used to watch a lot of Ricky Hatton. Yeah. So the buzz around Ricky Hatton was incredible. <laughs> like, that that was like my era of watching. Yeah. Him. And he was one of my favourite fighters. And he um, was a pressure fighter as well, wasn't yeah, he? Like, he's so, an yeah, an amazing fighter. Um, right now, I think that, yeah, I think a lot of buzz is starting to come back to Britain. I mean, at one point, we had so many world champions. Yeah. And we, we've still got quite a few. So, yeah, definitely the buzz is coming to Britain.
0: I suppose it's, it feeds itself as well, doesn't it? Because suddenly there's more venues around for boxing, there's more interest in it. You feel yeah. like there's a bit, of a, a bit of a bubble at the moment that you can be a part of.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What's your, what's, your, what's your kind of dream then in the next next few years? How do you see it mapping out? Would you go up in weight eventually? Would you, would you head up with the weights?
1: I, I don't think I'd be... I'm, I, anything above Super Welter, I don't think I'd do well in. Yeah. So I don't want to look at anything above Super Welter. I'm a water away I'd stick to being a water away if I could go down to light water i would try my best but it'd be welter or super water I wouldn't be going any heavier than that.
0: And for people coming or wanting to come around London September 8th what can you promise them if you in this performance against Kevin McCauley? or what are you aiming to to do?
1: From, promise them an explosive fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good fight. Going to see a lot of skill. Um I'm going to handle him sensibly. I'm not going to rush in and do anything stupid. But if it's there, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> and what, for your part, I know you're obviously a your promoter, will guide you in terms of the matches, but for your part, what do you think is the key for you in the next year or so in terms of
1: consistent your performances? Fighting. Consistent I need consistent fighting. Yeah. Any fighter, you could be an average fighter, but just fighting consistently is going to push your game to the next level. It takes you from average to good. Good takes you from good to great. And for people
0: out there who maybe think about getting into boxing or got kids maybe getting into boxing, and who've been off the straight and narrow, what could you tell them about the positives of the sport, if it's if it's competing in boxing or just, just going down to local club and, and training?
1: Um, to people trying to get their kids as well, I would say definitely take the kids and try out, see if the kid likes it, because a lot yeah. of parents put pressure on their kids to box, then their hearts aren't really in it. And t- teach them not to get discouraged, because you know, they might get a black eye or a cut or something, but, you know... Everyone gets a black eye. I'd rather get a black eye cut in a boxing gym than on the road, and also it's going to teach them a lot of discipline in life. Fitness. They're going to learn how to eat right. It's it's a great sport. It's a great sport to get them into.
0: And just quickly before when you approach coming back into the ring, how much? How do you cope with sort of the anticipation? Do you think about it a lot, or did you keep yourself away from training? relaxed and, and, and try and keep away from sort of thinking about the fight or any doubts or anything like that you Just you sort of keep relaxed away I, from the ring i'll
1: be honest because i have been quite supportive of all, all my friends in the gym yeah like we do go to each other's fights so it doesn't really feel like i've been out of the environment so yeah. i still feel very comfortable in the environment and i'm just i'm just excited to get back in like when i see them fight i'm like oh, i wish <laughs> i was fighting tonight <laughs> and
0: it- the message is relaxed for people out there who are trying to box as well you, you, yeah, rather than countering you don't come in all fired up and stomping yeah. around the change room hitting walls and stuff
1: well if, if you was going to do a job would you go in and just rush at the job you'd think how oh, am I going to do the job yeah so it's it's a trade It's a, it's a sport it's not it's not temper and rage it's it's handling a task and being sensible about it
0: just quickly as a kid did that getting in a ring with someone though and and having that moment where the bell goes and having that courage to stand there and and not run when you get the fight or flight adrenaline is that does that build something in your character do you feel that the the ability to stand there and and stick up for yourself effectively
1: yeah of course It, it it makes you feel like a stronger human being not physically but mentally you just feel that hey, I don't, I don't need to run. I can handle this situation.
0: Well, Tony Banj, I think you might have to run because we've got a car parking <laughs> <laughs> issue that we've been uh, waiting for. I know you're, uh, you're due to get your parking ticket renewed, but I uh, appreciate your time. great and, and best of luck September the 8th as well.
1: Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it.